Hey, welcome to our Monday afternoon podcast. My name is Rob Rodriguez and I serve on the board here at America's Keswick. And as always, Katie Stover from our marketing department is with us. And so our podcast we've been going over this month is Idols of the Heart. And today we're gonna be looking at Matthew chapter seven, talking about what it means when we make a political affiliation and idol in our life. And so that's something that's really relevant for today and something that we have to be careful of as Christians. But before we get into that, let's go over what's going on here at Keswick. So Katie, what's coming up? Yeah, so this Wednesday we have our Girl Talk event with Denise Locke. Her topic this month is classic musicals, and it's going to be really cool. It's $10, and doors open at 10 a.m. It starts at 10.30 a.m., and you can call 1-800-453-7942 to purchase tickets. We're only giving them half an hour to get in the building? Yeah. Oh, you guys better (laughs) rush. And then the next day, March 11th, we have our men's fellowship night at 6.15 p.m. with Pastor Chris McCarrick from Cornerstone Calvary Chapel. And as always, the reason why it's $12 is because it's dinner, not because it's a better event than the Girl Talk. We always want to put that disclaimer out there as well. So, hey, if you've never been to our Girl Talk or our Men's Fellowship Night, you're missing out. You really need to come to that. So we're going to look at Matthew chapter 7 today, and we're going to look at what it means to have political affiliations as idols instead of where they need to be and just what we believe. So Matthew chapter 7 is where we're going to be looking this week. And Matthew chapter 7 talks about uh, the idea of the kingdom of God, just like the rest of the Sermon on the Mount. And so we're going to be looking at the difference between politics and idolatry and the gospel and how those things don't mix. And so the big idea that I want you to see is that sometimes as Americans, we take our our political party and our particular political affiliation, and we mistake that for being what it means to be Christian. And when that happens, our politics has this unintentional um, shift to become an idol in our life. And so remember, our allegiance to the kingdom of God is what is paramount. Nothing else should cause us to exceed that loyalty. And so let's look at Matthew chapter 7, and we'll look at verses 21 to 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, and do many miracles in your name? Then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawbreakers. This is a a very passionate and very direct speech that Jesus Christ gives. You know, in our context, especially in America, sometimes, you know, we look at uh, things that are going on around the world and we think, well, yeah, they don't have their stuff together. We have our stuff together when it comes to Christianity and politics. And the, and the sad reality is we don't, especially in 2020. It was an interesting year for many reasons. And what made it more interesting was the fact that it was an election year and it was easy for everybody to twist everything politically or have agendas. And perhaps more than ever, this has pushed some American Christians to finally make this wrong uh, stance to be more uh, American than Christian. And while there's nothing wrong with being uh, proud of our nationality or, or, or proud of our roots, there is something definitely wrong when it becomes an idol in our life and then it infiltrates the church. And so while individual believers and the church should not have these affiliations, people and issues outside of Christ make their way inside the church. And so instead of trusting in Jesus, we start trusting in these political parties. And so now we have conflict. And so whether it's patriotism or political reform, those things have become idols in our life. And Jesus says that there's this caution that has to happen with inside the church, that when we communicate ideas, 
we have to understand that being a Christian has nothing to do with being conservative or liberal. You know, uh, there are people who truly are believers and they'll vote for different types of values. And remember, God's grace alone is what saves us. And so our faith has to be uh, led by the word of God and so that we can engage politics the right way. Politics, remember, when it's done correctly, can help us work to see the kingdom of God, like Jesus says, come on earth as it is in heaven in a practical sense. And so imagine a child thinking that, that they are a car because they spent the night in the driveway right? This would be comical and this would be immature, but it's similar when somebody thinks they're a Christian because they were born into America or because they're a member of a political party. This can also be said from someone who grew up in a Christian home and so they think because they go to church, they're Christian. Those things don't make anybody a Christian just as much as spending a night in a driveway makes you a car. What makes us a child of God is that we have been called, we have been saved, and we've been sanctified by Jesus Christ, nothing else. So when we look at Matthew chapter 7, Jesus addresses those who believe themselves to be in the faith. Why? Because of cultural reasons, instead of trusting in Jesus Christ, they say, hey, we've done these things. So just like us, that would be like this. Hey, didn't we say grace before dinner? Didn't we vote our values? Didn't we believe prayer should be allowed in school? Didn't we go to church? Didn't we believe in God? Didn't we get misty-eyed whenever we heard God Bless America sung at a baseball game? Didn't we give money to the church? Didn't we treat women with respect? Didn't we own Bibles? Didn't we want America to return to these Christian roots? Didn't we stay married and faithful? These are all the things that we would say in 2021 instead of saying, didn't we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Think about this. All idols are prohibited by God. And even though they're popular, this idol of altering the gospel to fit a political narrative is what we have when we have this cultural Christianity instead of biblical Christianity. Look at what Jesus says. Jesus literally says in the word, he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Many are going to say, hey, didn't we do this? Didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we drive out demons? And he's going to say, I never knew you. You are still lawbreakers. You are still guilty under the law because you haven't established a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so when our political views become so married to our idea of faith that we can't step outside it to experience what Scripture really says, then we don't challenge ourselves and we don't challenge our own groups. And so what happens is politics becomes an idol. National and political allegiances must always fall beneath. It can never rise above our relationship with Jesus Christ. So here's a question. Is it wrong to display an American flag? No. Is it wrong to celebrate the 4th of July and wear a patriotic t-shirt? No, but we have to make sure that these symbols don't become idols in our life. Are we more concerned about people signing up to vote than we are about telling people about Jesus Christ? Or maybe our political signs have damaged our relationship and you say, it's my right to display these signs. Or maybe we're so worried about, about keeping people that we deem undesirable out of the country that we focus on that instead of the fact that there are some people that we can be reaching for Jesus. So the question we have to ask ourselves is this. Are our politics, are our views an idol? Are they more important than us having our relationship with Jesus intact and growing and us sharing our faith with other people?
All right, so we looked at Matthew chapter 7, and we looked at what it means when our political affiliations or I or our political ideals become idols instead of just what we believe. And so sometimes we put those things above the gospel, and that's not correct. And so what we've been trying to do each week is kind of have some sort of like small group type questions in order for us to kind of uh, flesh this out a little bit. So Katie, what we got? So... What are some cautions one can heed to make sure a nation or political party don't become an idol? So, as always, in order to make sure that we don't have an idol in our life, whatever it is, we have to keep Jesus where he's supposed to be, at the center and on the throne. So, when we're looking at a political ideology, we start thinking about our personal beliefs and there's emotional attachments to that. There's uh, camaraderie with other people who have the same beliefs that we do. There is a disconnect with people that don't have the same beliefs. So think about that. When you have camaraderie and disconnect happening at the same time, you're really messing up community. So one of the things that we can do as a person and as a nation is recognize that we're supposed to be one nation under God, not one nation under the GOP or one nation under the Democrats or Libertarian or whatever. We're one nation under God and allow him to be the one that we have our focus on. So then how can we relate to others who disagree with us politically? Well, I guess it's the way that we relate to anybody who disagrees with us about anything, right? Like, how do we reach people for Jesus Christ when they have a different worldview system? We have to find that common ground. And the common ground should always be that every single one of us, whether the person we're speaking to believes it or not, we're all created in the image of God. So how do we keep our idols down? Recognizing that the one who created us is the one that we're supposed to be looking at because he's the one that not only made us, but he's the one that shapes us and molds us and he's the one that saves us. So what are some ways the gospel is hindered when we overemphasize our political or national affiliation? So if we're preaching American Christianity more than the gospel, we're doing it wrong. If we're preaching a certain set of ideals that we have based on what the Bible says, which is good, but we leave out the Jesus of the Bible, then we're not doing it right. It's kind of like this. How can we expect someone who doesn't know Jesus to believe biblical truth if they still haven't been converted yet? right? Well, what about people who are converted who believe differently? If we're both not only made in the image of God, we both have Jesus as our Savior, we have to find the common ground in the Word of God. We both go to the Word of God and go, hey, this is what the Bible says. I know what I believe, you know what you believe, but here's what the Bible says, and that's where we need to start from. So then what hope can Christ bring that patriotism cannot? Jesus Christ brings hope to us for not only the forgiveness of sins, eternal life, but making us a new creation. Having our political parties in power, we've seen that happen. Really doesn't do anything. It may make life look better. It may make our economy seem better, but when it's all said and done, what happens to you and your soul? So Jesus brings us eternal hope, while a political party sometimes just brings us this temporal hope that's really just no, nothing more than a temporary expedient. So once again, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next week at 2.30 on Monday. Thank you so much. Make sure that you uh, comment, share, and uh, let us know uh, any questions that you have. All right, God bless you. Have a great afternoon.